and welcome to the Totally Buggin' Podcast, the podcast about all things creepy crawly. We are your host organisms, Cami and Faith. Today we will be talking about stinging insects, how and why they sting, and how humans classify their experience with being stung, plus what you can do to avoid stings come summertime. Faith, have you ever been stung by a bee, wasp, or ant? Um, I have been stung by a honeybee multiple times. Um, not like the same honeybee multiple times. It's like, not a honeybee with a grudge? No. <laughs> separate in, separate instances of <laughs> honeybees. But not anything like crazy. Like I don't get, I haven't been stung in a long time. Okay. Is there, is there any story that goes with any particular sting? Um, I do remember my first one very well. It was like opening day of my hometown's, uh, community public pool and my sister and I had just gotten there and I was I was five years old so you know you respond very dramatically to everything and I stepped on a honeybee and I screamed bloody murder Mm -hmm. and my sister had to take me home and it was apparently very embarrassing for her (laughs) Yeah, that's unfortunate, but the as somebody who used to work at a pool, I can say that it is not uncommon, yeah. <laughs> that exact scenario. I am a pro at taking stingers out of little kids while they're screaming. Mm-hmm. The first time I was stung, I was nine years old. I sat down in the grass in my neighbor's yard to make flower crowns out of clovers because I was that kind of kid. <laughs> um, and I absentmindedly put my hand down on the grass next to me. Unfortunately, my palm landed right on a honeybee and she stung me. Oh. I screamed and screamed as I ran home. And I can still see the horrible image of that poor bee writhing in pain yeah. after her stinger was ripped out. Mm-hmm. And it hurt really bad. And I also cried because I felt really sorry for her. I felt so sorry for the bee. So I was like, I didn't mean to kill her. Working at a bumblebee lab. Mm -hmm. I've also been stung by bumblebees dozens of times. Uh, The worst times were when a rogue bee stung me right under the eye. And I wore an eye patch to be dramatic for a couple (laughs) of days. Because who doesn't love a woman in an eye patch? Uh, My fellow Hanji from Attack on Titan appreciators get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> Attack on Titan has officially made it into the episode. I don't even like. I don't even like Attack on Titan. I just like Hanji and Levi. I like those two. I couldn't get into it. Not like, people are like, oh, it's the best anime ever. No, we're yeah. we're romance girlies, not not action girls. Um, with watch, with exceptions. Go watch Fruits Basket if you haven't already. Oh, <laughs> I love Fruits Basket. Um, so the other worst sting experience that I can think of was the time when a bumblebee crawled up my shirt and stung me nine times on the back and up around to my arm. Yeah. Uh, That took, like, a week to heal all of those. Um, Getting stung on the hand Mm -hmm. is also something that I can say really sucks. Uh, It sucks the same way that it sucks to get bitten by a mosquito there because Mm -hmm. you just can't can't itch it right. right. Exactly. So you can never satisfy the itch. So, in your experience, can you tell us what it feels like getting stung by a honeybee? It feels uh, mainly like a needle prick, and it's a little sore afterwards, and it's also itchy. Like, mm-hmm. it feels like you want to, like, poke it, mess with it, but you really shouldn't. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, in my experience, being stung feels like a sharp pain that lasts about a minute or so. Yeah. And then the spot swells and itches as it heals. Mm-hmm. Um, so with our personal experiences with being stung out of the way, mm-hmm. I'm going to get into our topic for today with just a bit of a clarification. So we're going to talk about stings versus bites because a lot of people will be out in the out in the wilderness and, <laughs> you know, their porch, mm-hmm. and they'll feel a sharp pain and they'll say, oh, something bit me or yeah. something stung me and they're not sure which. Mm-hmm. So a sting is a wound created by a sharp pointed organ at the end of the abdomens of bees, wasps, ants, and scorpions. You might recall that bees, wasps, and ants are closely related and belong to the order Hymenoptera. On the other hand, a bite is a wound created by the teeth or jaws of an organism. So it's the source that makes the difference. Mm -hmm. Now, of the hymenopterans, only the females sting. This is because the stinger is a modified ovipositor or egg-laying organ. Mm -hmm. So way back when, thousands and millions of years ago, before the stinger evolved, Um, It's believed that most stinging insects, or what would become stinging insects, their ancestors, Mm -hmm. were all egg layers. Um, This was before the social structures and eusociality had been developed. But as the uh, concept of eusociality um, and those rigid social structures Mm -hmm. became a part of those organisms and their communities... Mm -hmm. The worker bees, for example, gave up some of their reproductive ability in order to be able to defend the hive. Mm -hmm. So that's how we ended up having bees with stingers and ants and etc. Now, on the other hand, male and female scorpions are able to sting, but females are more likely to. Mm -hmm. Faith, do you have a guess for why this might be? Um, (laughs) B. (laughs) Yeah, sorry. Um, if I had to take a, gre- a guess, I would say aggression. Like, maybe they're more aggressive than males. So that's not a bad guess, but to be able to answer this question, you have to know that females are typically, on average, pregnant four times a year for scorpions. Um, so yes. they have a much more limited ability to flee when threatened. Mm-hmm. And stinging is a defense. Like, it's a defensive move. If you are a big, fat, pregnant scorpion and some predator is trying to get you in your little hole where you are going to try and have your babies, it's better for you to try and warn off the predator than try to run away where you might be more exposed and you're not in a safe place anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now that we know who stings... Uh, we can talk about how. Bees have a stinger, which consists of one stylet or needle, and two lancets, which are barbed tips. The stinger is hollow and connects to a chamber called a bulb. And then above the bulb is a venom sac, which produces venom and travels to the bulb through two valves. In order to sting, a bee inserts the stylet and catches the lancets on the flesh of whatever they're trying to sting, 
which opens the hollow space of the stylet, allowing venom to flow into the wound. Mm -hmm. In honeybees, the stingers are barbed, and that's why the stinger becomes ripped out and they can only sting once. Mm -hmm. Ants will grab onto the skin with their mandibles, and then she'll swing her abdomen around in order to pierce the skin. They have the same major stinger structure as bees and wasps. Just a little bit of a different mechanism for how they end up. Yes, exactly. And it's similar for scorpions, but they sting with a part of the tail called the telson. Mm -hmm. Different animals have different compounds in their venom, so I'm not going to get in depth on that, but that's the basic physiology of how a sting works from the perspective of the insect Mm -hmm. or arthropod if we're including scorpions. Now we're going to talk about how a sting works from the perspective of the person getting stinged, stung. (laughs) We're going to talk about the sting from the perspective of the stingy, not the stinger. Okay, so the site where the sting occurred will be raised or swollen You might have some mild hives, and the area might feel hot or itchy. An allergic reaction can occur if the immune system is oversensitized to venom Mm -hmm. and produces antibodies in response to it. So if you have any symptoms after being stung, other than what I just listed, you should see a doctor as soon as possible to get treated for an allergy. Yeah. Since um, bees, ants, and wasps are like really closely related, do you think if someone is allergic to bees, they would also be allergic to wasp and ant stings? This depends on the particular compound in the venom that they would be allergic to because the chemical composition of the venom of different species is different. different. Okay. Um, I know that... Growing up, I was always told that my grandfather was allergic to bees. Mm -hmm. But when I kind of got more of that story, like I asked for more detail, it sounded like what was being described was actually a wasp. Okay, yeah. So I'm really not sure whether he was really allergic to bees as a whole Mm -hmm. or if it was specifically wasps that he had a bad reaction to. So it's hard to tell. Um, Generally, if you are allergic to one stinging insect, it's best to avoid being stung by another. And you should, if you know that you have an allergy to one type of bee, it's probably best to err on the side of caution and go to urgent care if you get stung by a different kind. Yeah. Or if you're not sure what kind stung you. But that's a good question. It, it really is dependent on the species and the compounds in their venom that the allergy is really in response to. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the topic of when you should go to urgent care if you've been <laughs> stung, and just to clarify, not a doctor, but I am first aid certified and I was a lifeguard for a while. Ooh. <laughs> um, and we did. I have a lot of experience with bee stings specifically mm-hmm. because an outdoor pool tends to attract attract outdoor bees. Yes. So you should also go to urgent care if you were swarmed and stung several times, Mm. or if you were stung on or near the eye or another highly sensitive area. Mm -hmm. It's also best to immediately go seek 
medical attention outside of just first aid if you were stung by a scorpion. Not all scorpions have deadly venom, and actually most of them don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you are not 100% sure, you should go to the doctor. Yeah, just in case. Mm -hmm. The only deadly scorpion in the U.S. is the bark scorpion, which is mostly found in the desert southwest of the United States. Okay. So? So if you're in, like, Breaking Bad area, (laughs) you should probably, if you... (laughs) If you if you see a scorpion and it stings you and you don't know exactly, you're not sure if it's a bark scorpion or just your regular run-of-the-mill yeah. variety that's in your basement, go to the doctor just in case. Um, doesn't Breaking Bad take place in Arizona? No, it's New Mexico. I knew that. Why did I say Arizona? <laughs> it's just what I picture whenever I think of, like, the desert southwest. I just that's think like, of cactus. Not, like... No? I feel like Breaking Bad is my main point of reference for, for that region of the United States just because I've never been. I've, I haven't been either. I've never been to the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've never been in that area. Yeah. So I'm just going off of what I've seen on TV. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's very famous scene with a tarantula. No, we're not talking <laughs> in, no. in Breaking Bad. Oh. But we're not talking about tarantulas today. No. If you were stung once or twice by a hymenopteran and you do not have symptoms of an allergic reaction, you can probably treat the sting at home. And I'm going to tell you just how to do that correctly so that you're not going to make it worse. If I wonder if I've done it wrong now. I guess we're about to find out. I know. There's one very major mistake that you might have made trying to treat it at home. You should not use tweezers to remove a stinger. I did not do that. Good. Okay. (laughs) Do you know why? No idea. Okay. So if you were stung by an insect that has a barbed stinger, like a honeybee, and they left the stinger behind, you don't want to use tweezers because that'll end up squeezing the stinger and pushing out more venom. Ooh. Mm -hmm. I've heard, um, are you supposed to use like a credit card or something? Exactly. You should swipe a dull edge. You should swipe a dull edge like a credit card across the skin to push the stinger out. If you are too young to have a credit card, you can use a gift card. It does not matter. Or a library card. Support your local library. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then, once you've removed the stinger, if it's something that leaves its stinger behind, Mm -hmm. you should clean the sting gently with soap and water. Uh, You can ice it for 20-minute increments and elevate if possible if it's a sting to a limb, like a hand or arm, where you're able to elevate it above your heart, just to prevent additional swelling. Mm -hmm. I Uh, I still did it wrong. What did you do wrong? I put baking I put baking soda on it. So that's a pretty common home remedy. Yeah. As far as I'm aware, that's not going to hurt it. Can't make it worse. So what I would advise is you take an over-the-counter antihistamine like Benadryl as directed by the label, as long as you don't have any allergies to that medication, of course. Yeah. Um, and you can also apply a hydrocortisone or calamine cream to reduce itchiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, if it's just a normal sting and you have no allergy, it should go away in a few days. Mm-hmm. All right. So everybody knows that getting stung is not the most pleasant experience, but 
because we all have different pain tolerances and different experiences, it's difficult to have a way to explain how much one sting hurts versus another. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to introduce you to a very interesting individual. Oh, here we go. All right. (laughs) So we're going to talk about Justin O. Schmidt. He actually died on February 18th, 2023. So very recently. What? Mm -hmm. Wasn't he younger? Maybe? Uh, I mean, he's, he was kind of old. Oh, okay. Never mind then. Um, so he was the research director of the Southwest Biological Institute and studied chemical and behavioral defenses of ants, wasps, and arachnids. And he was personally stung by over 150 venomous insects and created a way to characterize the pain of various stings. (laughs) Talk about putting, like, accidental things to good use. Oh, no, these were intentional. Oh, he did it on purpose. Yes. Ow. I thought you meant maybe, like, no, he's at work, he gets stung by whatever, and then he describes the pain. He did it on purpose? Yeah. Ow. Yeah, and he created what he called the Schmidt Sting Pain Index, which I will get into after I give you a little bit more biographical information about uh, Justin Schmidt. Awesome. He wrote a book called The Sting of the Wild, which I have not read but would like to. Mm-hmm. Um, I am on a self-imposed book buying ban until I finish the little pile that I have in my room and the books that I have on my Kindle and that I got from the library. You have book bans. You're just not always accumulating more books that you maybe read or maybe don't. Honey, have you seen the amount of space I have in my dorm? Oh, you're right, yeah. I cannot accumulate <laughs> books unless I've finished what I already have. You'd be buried in them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not I, I do not have a very spacious living situation. <laughs> um, he's a bit of a celebrity. And he's been on a lot of late night talk shows like Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, yeah. To talk about his uh, sting pain index. Now, the way that this index works is it's rated on a scale from one to four with one being the least painful and four being excruciating basically okay um i'm gonna read you a few of his colorful descriptions from his work on the schmidt sting pain index so we'll just have an example from each of the different tier levels Mm -hmm. we've got pain level one which is the red fire ant which Schmidt describes as a sharp, sudden, and mildly alarming pain, like walking across a shag carpet and reaching for the light switch. Well, also pain level one. Mm -hmm. We have the tropical fire ant. And he says, you should have learned, but the carpet is the same. And when you again reach for the light switch, the shock mocks you. I like this guy's sense of humor Yeah. <laughs> oh, just you wait. <laughs> All right. He's got a couple more fire ants. Okay. The southern fire ant, also pain level one. It happens on the third day as you reach for the light switch, and you're wondering when will you ever learn. <laughs> now, pain level 1.5, the suturing army ant. Feels like a cut on your elbow stitched with a rusty needle. Now, this is only 1.5. That sounds like it hurts. That sounds really pain. Because normally (laughs) when you, like, go to the hospital to get stitched up, they give you 
like pain medication, so you can't feel it. So that sounds like it would really hurt. I've never gotten stitches to the best of my knowledge, unless it would have been when I was like a baby and I just wouldn't remember it. Yeah. But it sounds like it would hurt to me. It's painful. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Also pain level 1.5. Paper wasp. Burning, throbbing, and lonely. (laughs) A single drop of superheated frying oil landed on your arm. Okay, I've been experiencing this a lot lately because for some reason um, my garlic has been like popping out of the pan (laughs) while I'm cooking stuff, Mm -hmm. so I feel his pain. Okay. (laughs) Also pain level 1.5, the bulldog ant. Intense, ripping, and sharp. The dog's tooth has found its mark. This sounds really painful yeah, for 1.5. I was going to say, how is this so low on the scale? <laughs> I guess relative to the other things that he's experienced was, once we get up say, in the ranks. He must have a massive pain tolerance. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, I would say so. All right. Pain level 1.5 once again. Giant ant. A pulsing sting with some flavor. You stepped into a salt bath with an open wound. I feel like I have a better frame of reference from this because mm-hmm. I've gone into the ocean with a cut. Ow. And, you know, it hurts, but it's very brief. Yeah. So that's what I'm getting from this particular description. Mm-hmm. So I think I could, I could handle it. <laughs> I tapped out at, like, the suture of an open wound. No, thank you. Okay. Pain level two, and this is an insect that I'm afraid of. The glorious velvet ant, which is actually a wasp. <laughs> Instantaneous, like the surprise of being stabbed. Is this what shrapnel feels like? This is a level two. <laughs> being hit with shrapnel is level two pain tolerance for this man. In fairness, this man has never been touched by shrapnel. He does not know what shrapnel feels like. Okay, fair. He's just being colorful. True. I like the colorfulness. (laughs) Okay. Once again, pain level two. Large tropical black ant. Exquisitely sharp and expertly clean. Broadway's favorite barber selects his next victim. I love this one. Sweeney Todd. Attend the tale of Sweeney Todd. The demon barber of Fleet Street. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this one's fun to me. Um, <laughs> again, I don't think he's had a run-in with Sweeney Todd, uh, but I suppose he might have accidentally cut himself shaving, which... Probably. That would probably hurt. You know, any 12-year-old girl relates to. Did I, I bring forgot, back a memory? <laughs> I forgot about that era. Uh-huh. Like, before you actually know how to shave your legs, so you're just cutting yourself all the time. And before you realize that it's a waste of time. True. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Still at pain level two. Western yellow jacket. Hot and smoky, almost irreverent. Imagine W.C. Fields extinguishing a cigar on your tongue. (laughs) Ow. I don't know who W.C. Fields is, so maybe we're supposed to get something from that. I want to say he's a writer, but I could be wrong. Whatever. Next. Whatever. (laughs) Western honeybee, pain level two. So this is... Wait, so a honeybee, like a honeybee, normal honeybee, is level mm-hmm. two. 
Apis mellifera, yes. Okay. Burning corrosive, but you can handle it. A flaming match head lands on your arm and is quenched with lye and then sulfuric acid. Oh, my God. I think this is a little dramatic. Yeah. (laughs) But that kind of puts it into context. I think he means, like, in the very instant that you are first stung because, seriously. Okay. It doesn't, it's not painful for very long. It itches. Yeah. But, like, it's like a, ow! And then it, it's mostly just the shock of it. Yeah. So, I think that the honeybee being a level two kind of puts things into context for me a little bit. Yeah. Like, Because this is one that I've had experience with. I ain't touching a velvet ant. They just look scary. They're terrifying. I don't... I've seen one, like, mounted, and I was like, get that thing away from me. Aren't they really big? Kind of. Okay. Okay. Uh, Now we're at pain level 2.5, the trap jaw ant. This this sting feels instantaneous and excruciating. A rat trap snaps your index fingernail. This sounds less painful than the shrapnel, though. I've had that happen to me. It's not pleasant. A rat trap snapping you? Um, for a physics class, I had to make, like, a mouse trap car. So you have to reset a mouse trap over and over and over again. And eventually, you are going to snap your hand on it, and it hurts. I assumed you got hungry for some cheese. Yes, and peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter works well if you need to use a mouse trap. Yeah, and if you do need to use a mouse trap, use the snap ones, not the glue traps, because Those the glue are, traps are cruel. Yeah, they're like... The mouse or rat they have will... They starve to death. If they don't gnaw off their foot first to try and escape. Oh, it was already bad. It made yeah. it so much worse. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, there's... <laughs> Poor mousey. I saw a mouse in the Pollock dining hall <laughs> the other day, <laughs> and I was like, no, leave him alone. He was just getting a snack. Okay, I don't want mice in the dining hall. Obviously not. To clarify, Obviously I don't not. want I don't want this mouse near my food. But it's not the mouse's fault that a mouse was allowed into the public dining hall, and I sure. I want them to use the cup method. Oh, speaking of the cup method, I have had two little visitors in my bedroom. Oh, a friend, a little yeah. friend. I've literally been talking to them like they're babies, and some. <laughs> People have both been in my rooms when this has happened. I walk in, and there's a little, like, carpenter ant walking on the wall. And I go, oh, hey, baby, let's get a little piece of paper and a cup, and we'll put you outside into grass. (laughs) And then I put it outside. (laughs) Yeah. I saw a TikTok where a woman was talking about how she has conditioned herself to not be afraid of spiders anymore because she calls them friends. And she'll, she'll tell people, like, Oh, there's a friend in my room. Oh, there's no. a there's a <laughs> I found a friend in the garage. Hey babe, I need you to go murder the friend in my room. <laughs> <laughs> no, take the friend outside. No, okay. No spiders. No spiders. All right. <laughs> okay. Skipping to pain level four on the little um, infographic that I'm looking at. Mm. We've got a warrior wasp. Now the description for this one. Torture. You are chained in the flow of an active volcano. Why did I start this list? <laughs> this guy's funny. He is funny. He's just a silly guy. He's being silly. Mm-hmm. Still pain level four. Mm-hmm. Bullet ant. 
pure, intense, brilliant pain, like walking over flaming charcoal with a three-inch nail embedded in your heel. Ooh, okay, you know what visual I just got when you explained that? Was it the visual that was on the infographic that I have on my iPad? No. Okay. Have you ever seen Home Alone? <laughs> yes. Where he, like, where he I know steps exactly. on the nail. Oh. Have you seen A Quiet Place? Oh, yes. <laughs> step, stepping on nails should not be allowed in movies just because of how viscerally disgusted and afraid it makes me. Have you seen Ready or Not? No, I haven't. Have you seen Final Destination 5 or 4 or whichever one has the gymnastics scene? No. I can think of a lot of examples of where... <laughs> People stepping on nails? Yeah, I think Ready or Not, it's her hand, not her Ooh. foot. Because she's, like, falling into, like, a trapdoor situation, and she has to, like... Ow. It's, I hate it. I hate it's a good it. movie, though. We should watch it. Oh, we should. Yeah. Okay. I want to watch it with my little brother next time I go home. Yeah. It's a good... It's, it's one of the good for her. <laughs> <laughs> good for her. Yeah. Okay. Pain level four. Tarantula hawk wasp. Mm. Blinding, fierce, shockingly electric. A running hairdryer has just been dropped into your bubble bath. I love homie's sense of humor. You know, I know for a fact that he has not experienced this because he would have died a lot earlier. Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to finish the list. (laughs) Certainly not. Um, There's a few more. I'm going to go out of order and try to find my favorite ones that I have heard. My favorite ones. Yeah. um, Just for a little bit more context for some, you know, household varieties. Um, A sweat bee is a one on the scale. Oh, that's Um, really hard. Bald-faced hornet, which is the most common kind that you might have in the... Pennsylvania area where we are currently recording mm-hmm. is a two. Okay. Um, I'm yellow jacket is a two. Mm-hmm. So on the lower end. Yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite descriptions that he gives is of the sweat bee, which is a one on the scale, which was not included in the infographic that I was going through. Okay. Um, he describes it as light, ephemeral, almost fruity. As if a tiny spark has singed a single hair on your arm. Ooh, that's a... Sounds like he's describing a champagne rather than being stung. Honestly, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, what does he say? Fruity and electric? Uh, light, ephemeral, almost fruity. As oh. if a tiny spark has singed a single hair on your arm. I like that. Why do I want to get stung by a sweat bee now? Mm-hmm. The bald-faced hornet, he describes... And again, this is a two. Mm. He describes as rich, hearty, slightly crunchy, similar to getting your hand smashed in a revolving door. Ow, or like, you know when you <laughs> slam your thumb in the car door? Here's a long, a long list, completely out of order, but some <laughs> other highlights. The honey wasp, um, oh, which is a two on the scale. Mm-hmm. Spicy, blistering, a cotton swab dipped in habanero sauce has been pushed up your nose. Uh, Indian jumping ant, which is a one on the scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wonderful wake-up feeling, like coffee, but oh so bitter. He he kind of likes getting stung at this point. I was going to say, this sounds enjoyable for him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or he's at least taking some kind of... It's kind of like sometimes, like, snapping yourself with a rubber band feels a little bit good. Oh, I love doing 
Yeah. Okay. I, Maybe I, I, I think that's kind of what. He just does it with dangerous insects. Mm-hmm. Okay. Water walking wasp, a one. Mm-hmm. Clever but trivial. A little like magic in that you cannot quite figure out the difference between pain and illusion. The ferocious Polybia wasp, which is a 1.5. Mm-hmm. Like a trick gone wrong, your posterior is a target for a BB gun. Bullseye, over and over. Wow. Okay. We've got iridescent cockroach hunter, itchy with a hint of sharpness. A single stinging nettle pricked your hand. Oh, and I forgot to say the number. That one is a one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Yellow fire wasp, which is a 2.5. An odd, distressing pain. Tiny blowtorches kiss your arms and legs. His descriptions are all so colorful. <laughs> yeah, they're fun. Like, fierce black polybia wasp? A ritual gone wrong satanic. The gas la- lamp in your... Yeah, the gas lamp in the old church explodes in your face when you light it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, buddy. <laughs> he says that the artistic wasp... Which is a two on his scale, mm-hmm. is pure, then messy, then corrosive. Love and marriage followed by divorce. Oof. I wonder if he speaks from experience. I don't know. <laughs> um, a 1.5 on the list is the giant sweat bee, which he says size matters, but it isn't everything. <laughs> a silver tablespoon drops squarely into your big toenail, sending you hopping. Only a pain level one. Mm-hmm. We've got the urban digger bee. Okay. Which was described as almost pleasant. A lover just bit your earlobe a little too hard. Good no. examples. <laughs> Good description. Yeah, this guy is something he else. He should have been a writer. Okay. Do these descriptions ring true to you from your experience, at least for honeybees? Um, yeah, I would say so. Okay. It's, it's not too painful, but it is like... Uh, it's sharp. It's sharp, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so now that I've talked a little bit about the Schmidt Sting Pain Index, and we've talked about how terrible it is to get stung, Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about why they sting. Why do arthropods sting? Mm -hmm. Is it A, because they're mean, B, because they enjoy causing pain, or C, because they feel threatened? Which do you think, Faith? Mm, This is is a... Hard. I'm going to go with because they're mean. No, the answer <laughs> is C, because they feel threatened. Arthropods, arthropods sting as a defense mechanism. It's a warning shot. Get away or I'll mess you up. Mm-hmm. Arthropods tend to be very small, and they can't overpower a predator with brute force. Mm-hmm. So this is how they protect themselves. Now, with honeybees specifically, why do they sting if it kills them? Honeybees are highly eusocial. Mm -hmm. They will sting only as a sacrifice for the good of the colony. If a honeybee thinks you are going to hurt the colony, the brood, or damage the hive, she will give up her life to try to scare you off. I honestly think it's kind of sweet. Like, I I know at risk of, like, anthropomorphizing the arthropods too much, I think that's kind of sweet. I wonder why they sting, though, when they're so far away from the hive. Because I've been stuck, they, but they don't not really near a hive. Or do they not they take don't, that into account? 
they just see they just see like oh you're a threat protect yeah, the I hive. mean if if you're within flying like flying distance of their hive okay that's they kind of take it as like a and you're being aggressive towards them okay they might think that you're heading towards the hive okay fair um but you know they tend to n- not to be aggressive and no. don't bother you unless they are bothered. Yeah, you really um, have... With yeah. honeybees in particular, you kind of really have to mess with them mm-hmm. somehow to get stung. Yeah, so we're going to end out with how to avoid being stung now that the weather is starting to get nicer and people are spending more time outdoors. Mm-hmm. Accidents happen and it's pretty hard to avoid being stung your entire life if you spend time outdoors. But you can avoid being stung by being respectful of nature. Don't swat at bees if you are being stalked by a wasp. Stay still. Don't panic or make fast movements, and she'll go away. Yeah. Now, if you sit down and your hand lands on a bee, (laughs) there's nothing you can really do. Maybe just check before you sit down. Or you step on a bee. Check where you're putting your foot or wear shoes outside. Watch where you're walking. Mm -hmm. Be Be mindful of your surroundings. Yeah. Um, you're really not at risk of being stung. Anytime you see a bee or wasp, it's really only if you present yourself as a threat. And honestly, it's true that they are more scared of you than you are of them. I actually saw a wasp the other day and I just... Like, no, if you're still, like, they will not bother you. No, I sat and it flew into the grass and I sat like, right next to it in the grass and just watched it crawl around in the grass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably, don't don't go doing that because <laughs> it's probably not the best idea, but it was, it was fine. It was just chilling. Or I guess she, she was just chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, the, the only other thing is that I can think of is yeah. when you're outside and you're having, like, a picnic or barbecue, um, if you have sweet drinks, like, um... If you have wine out, you have your sodas, yeah. you have any juices. They will go into it. Try to cover your drinks when possible um, to avoid attracting um, insects that are going to be searching for something sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, or don't, like, leave it on the ground and then and walk away. Maybe check before you put your mouth on a Coke can. Yeah, because I would think getting stung inside your mouth would hurt or like on your lips Mm -hmm. that would hurt really bad yeah but the main takeaway from this is that um getting stung is not fun it can be quite painful but it's something that is done only out of necessity for insects so if you understand how they work and you understand um how to interact with your natural surroundings You are very unlikely to be stung, and if an accident happens and you do get stung, you know now what to do to take care of yourself. So, I hope everybody has a fun and safe spring as we are recording this on the spring equinox. It will will be past that time by the time this episode is out. Officially the first day of spring. Yes, and it was fittingly beautiful today. There were so many bugs out. This was, I saw a ladybug today. I was so excited. (gasps) Oh, you saw a ladybug? I'm Mm -hmm. jealous. All right. Well, I think we're going to leave you with that, but thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.